You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. What's it doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealer. See dealer for details. Hey guys, today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all of your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more all in one place with gifts with every purchase. So right now, The Skin Store is offering listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code pod that's p-o-d for 20 percent off your next purchase at skinstore.com slash pod dot list skin store have the confidence to tackle the day ahead welcome to girl we gotta talk i'm your host elena jakes this podcast is a lifestyle and entertainment news podcast where i talk all about life struggles the breakups the makeups business aspirations and i am always having new guests on to discuss it all Plus, I'm always giving you the latest on all things pop culture. So let's jump into today's episode because, girl, we gotta talk. Hello and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk podcast. Today I'm joined by Brooke Michio. She's a YouTuber, a fellow podcast host herself, a Bachelor fan, very important, and honestly just uh, probably one of the most down-to-earth people I know and I follow. So I'm so excited to have her on today's episode. We're going to talk all about her YouTube channel, um, her living in New York in her 20s, and how to have like that main character mindset. So Brooke, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. What an intro. Love that. (laughs) I'm really excited for today's episode. I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy it. But before, let's do some rapid fire questions so people can get to know you just like a little bit better. Sure. Um, Cool. So the first question, what is the best product that TikTok made you buy? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Uh, I always find like the coolest like makeup or like bath stuff from them. I got like the whole line. I guess I could say this is my answer. I got the whole line of like truly, not the whole line because it's a lot of stuff, but the truly beauty products, which are like, they're like creams and oils and like in shower, in bath products, like just really good self-care stuff. It's pretty premium stuff, kind of expensive, but I got like specifically their scrubs are really good that use in the shower. But then I got like, um, like the body serums and I love them. And I just like feel so good. I feel so like good and like self-care and, you know, I see people's like shower routines and I like always get inspired to buy stuff from that. Yeah. It's like self-care, skincare, body products, all of that is like, every time I see something like that, I get really 
like into it. I'm like, okay, maybe I should, because you don't really see stuff about like products like that all the time. And TikTok is like the perfect place for you to buy whatever they put on there. I mean, I've also bought like, you know, the random stuff, like the star projector and like the lights and whatever. But I feel like that's some, like, this is something that I'm like, wow, I really love this. I don't even use them every single day per se, but when I use them, I feel so luxurious, you know? Yeah. And that's good that you found something you actually like, cause I feel like a lot of products, they end up being like a flop. So that's good. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. What is a show that you wish you didn't end up watching this past year? Oh, oh my gosh. I guess I'll say Emily in Paris just because like, that's a good answer. You know, I, <laughs> there's really almost like no elements of it. I really did like, like, I really like, uh, what's her name? The main girl. Lily Collins. I like Lily Collins. And I really was, you know, cause it was like the same creator, I guess, as Sex in the City and Younger, which I love both of those shows. So I just had really high expectations and just, it didn't do it for me. I didn't really, I thought it was like really cliche and like, I don't know. Normally I like shows like that. So I was disappointed, I guess I'll say. Yeah. I think that was like a, the, the consensus with the show. It was like a little unrealistic maybe. And just like, yeah, cliche is a good word. What is something that you do that most people don't know you do? Oh my gosh. That's a really <laughs> good question. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think like what I always do because I always show like the problem with my life, not the problem. Everything's online. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like little hidden things that I might like do that I feel like are weird. Um, I'm just looking at flowers right now. So this is random, but like pretty much every time I go grocery shopping, I buy myself flowers. Like, I feel like that's like, not everybody does that. Yeah. That's a good answer. That on the list. Yeah. I mean, most people know it cause I'll like show it in my vlogs and stuff, but it's not like I make it a huge deal. Like I'm buying myself flowers. Cause I just like do it now, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. And they're like Trader Joe's flowers. They're not like, it's not like I'm buying myself bouquets. Well, they are bouquets, but you know, they're like six, $7 and I, it makes my week. Like, I love it. Totally. And when you see it, when you first walk in, you're like, honestly, like, I'm just going to do it. That's like the first thing you see. Okay. Describe yourself in three words. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, impulsive. Um, I don't want to say like another word, like impulsive, because I would say like spontaneous, but I feel like impulsive, like encapsulates like that. Um, I would say loyal. I'm very loyal, like to anything, like if I like start using a product or brand, like I'm like, oh, now I have to use that forever. (laughs) Um, And maybe outgoing. I mean, like, I know that's so like basic, like it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then last question. Okay. So what is like your best happy hour scenario like what drink are you drinking and then like what is the app that you're drinking I love this wait love okay I've been really into dirty martinis no bars are open here in New York so when I when you go out to dinner like you go to like these restaurants but they have a proper bar so it's nice because um they can do a proper dirty martini like if you go to like when I was in college I couldn't really drink those unless I was going to like the more upscale you know restaurants and stuff because it's yeah. more of like a cocktail than like a vodka sprite um which I still love you know a good vodka soda like here for a good time but if I'm like doing it right like I will or I'll do a glass of Sauvignon Blanc up in, into that when I'm drinking or I'll do a dirty martini with Tito's um extra dirty extra olives and I do eat all the olives and I love like um I love apps just in general oh my gosh I love dips I love flatbreads I love obviously charcuterie board more like a cheese board I don't like the meats but um I love that's like my favorite style of like meal or anything is when you get like a good group of people and like you could really just pick it stuff and like try a little bit of everything yeah I like that vibe better a little bit than like going to dinner because it's like yeah you get to have like a little bit of everything and like experiment with like your drink and it's like more of like a fun atmosphere I feel like I agree I think it depends on the group but yeah true 
Um, okay, cool. So I want to talk about your YouTube channel. I think that's probably where most people would recognize you from. Um, and you were actually like one of like the first YouTubers that I was like, I'll subscribe, you know, oh like I, I would always like watch YouTubers and be like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, but I found you and actually this is like so random of a video, but like the first video I ever found of you was like, like the iPhone four, like case idea. I love it. I love whatever. it. Yes. And I was sold. I was like, this girl's it. Like, okay, great recommendations. Perfect. Um, and so then ever since, you know, I was like subscribed to you and I'm like, we're the same age. So it was like kind of nice to have a YouTuber or someone to like look up to in a sense, like kind of grow with, um, and I think that's probably like a lot of your subscribers. It's probably like the same age range, but how did you like decide that you even wanted to do the channel? I'm sure you get this question all the time, but what was like that motivation? Like, okay, I'll just like do it. Yeah, I, well, you've been with me a long time then. So you get it. iPhone four. I mean, think about that's when you know, but it's true. And I remember I was like getting my phone cases off Amazon before. And I, people watch those old videos and I say in the videos, I say, I got this case from amazon.com. That's when you know how old it is. Yep. It's like not like you, we didn't refer to it as Amazon. We're like, no, it's .com. Like, anyways, <laughs> it was before Amazon was so like mainstream anyways. Like, I feel like that came about in like what, 2015 maybe. Yeah. So it used to be like a random website that like sold random things. I am a true OG YouTube story, I guess. We don't have to get into like the whole origin. I had a, another channel. Um, I just got a laptop when I was younger and I, I don't know if, I don't even remember if someone showed me YouTube or if I found it. I feel like I heard people in school talking about it and I was like, I'm going to go home and like do my research on it. And I found kind of like this pocket of YouTube. It was so small at the times, but I found people who were my age that were doing like little like lip syncing music videos or like skits. And I was like really into theater at the time. And I, I was just, I just got really into it. I was like, this is like a fun hobby. So I like recruited all my friends and I was like, you guys be in the videos. I'll edit them and like show you the final product. They were terrible, but they were fun, you know? Um, and that lasted like, that was like through middle school, kind of like seventh, eighth grade stopped because, you know, it became like kind of weird. So I quit, I don't want to say quit, but I stopped YouTube for a while. And then I made my second channel, which is this one now, um, probably like ninth grade started like regularly posting probably like 10th grade. And it was actually like a fashion and beauty focus channel. And then I started doing more of like those random videos, like the, the phone case collection, like my, I would show like my room tour, um, you know, my high school life. And I just never stopped, you know, I, I, I always just kept going and changing and adapting the content, but it all came from like such a place of like genuine love. And it was such an outlet for me. And there was definitely periods of high school where it wasn't so great and amazing, but I like loved that I got to like go home and like, it wasn't even a different personality. It wasn't like, oh, I'm turning it on for the cameras. This it is still, and it always has been the same me on and off, but it's, it was like my outlet and it still is, but it even more so like back then. Um, so I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah, totally. No. And it's so cool that like you started like before it was almost like, I feel like at this point it's, if you're starting a channel, it's a little like mainstream, but you are like the OG. You started it when it was like kind of new to everybody and like tutorials and room tours. And it's like, so crazy to think that that was, you know, what, like over 10 years ago, maybe it was just crazy. When you were in high school, um, I think a lot of people deal with this too. And you kind of said like you would go home and it's your outlet. Did you struggle with like having a channel and having people know about it? Or were you just like, you know what? I like doing this. I don't really care what you think. 
at first I really like didn't tell anyone and then it kind of like got out to like a few of my friends a few of my friends were even like in some of my videos because they were in the videos like on the old channel and they liked it and whatever and then it kind of got out to like my group of guy friends and from there like they were really nice and supportive and understanding but like once it kind of like kept going and going it like kind of got out to everybody and like a lot of my friends started like being like can you take down the videos I'm in like I don't really want to be and I totally get it because I dealt with a lot of bullying and stuff that I unfortunately like still have to kind of like rehash and like go through a lot because it's like it mentally sticks with you that stuff like it's so easy I don't know I always used to brush on the drug and be like yeah I was bullied lol and it's like no that's like deep trauma like I yeah. that I deal with like often obviously I made it through and if I can make it through I believe that you know you can too my friends were always supportive they just didn't want to be they weren't like me you know I was I was like I don't care like I'm gonna keep going and keep going and I really, I don't know, like I look back to younger Brooke, I'm like that girl was strong. Like, I don't know how I managed to push through. Like when I would walk into class and like the guys in my grade would be like, you know, calling me by my username and like playing my videos, like making fun of me and stuff. I don't know how I had the strength to really keep going, but like I did somehow. So like, I'm really proud of myself for that. Um, Cause it's hard, you know, high school is like, I don't know, it's- It's a judgy it, space. Like I think that point of our lives is just like anything that anybody does, you're getting judged for it. Doesn't matter really totally. what it is. It's like everyone's trying to figure out who they are, but in the meantime, everyone's so insecure in themselves. Yeah. But in the meantime, you don't even know who you are yet. You're going to like place judgment on other people. And it's exactly. just like a weird. Yeah. It's a weird space. And like everyone is, yeah. I, and I, I'm no angel either, because then I remember like there were other people that like, I, I obviously was never a bully, but like, I definitely judge people too. And I was like, that's weird that they're doing that. But then it was weird that I'm doing this. Like you always, you know what I mean? It's like this constant because it's like you're projecting your insecurities on other people and like I've learned a lot about that and like why people do it and stuff so but it got I have to say like that was like a really sad story but it got so much better in college and everyone around me was so accepting and thought it was so cool and like I was known as the YouTube girl but it wasn't like in high school where it was like the weird YouTube girl it was like college where it was like oh I'm friends with like the YouTuber you know and it was yeah normal and socially acceptable and like the world was definitely growing and changing at that time too I think by 2015, 2016, it was like more of a normalized thing versus 2014, we still kind of knew, 2013, definitely. So I think it has to do a lot with the timing. Like, I feel like, but I don't know, because I know that some people who started YouTube now still deal with bullying. Like, so I don't really know. I, and it's so situational too, because I feel like if you're in a major city, like in LA or New York or something like that, like it's cool and it's whatever. But if you're in small town, Wisconsin, it might be different vibe. So, right. Right. Like, why is that girl holding a camera in the middle of a store? Like it's just different. Exactly. And really understand. I think with college too, you said like it got a little bit, you know, people got more accepting. I feel like college is such a funny place because, um, it's weird in high school. Like we said, people are very judgy. People are insecure with themselves. They're kind of growing into themselves in college. You're still kind of growing into yourself, but the judgment kind of goes away. Like anyone can do anything and you just kind of like laugh and you just think it's funny. Um, and no one really cares what anybody else exactly. does. Exactly. You know? Like it's just a different, you're older, like you're just a little bit emotionally, you know, more mature in that sense. And I totally, think and you don't have really like time to be in anyone right. else's business, honestly, or if you do like you do it behind closed doors, it's not so much like whatever. I'm sure the people I'm not like pretending to be aloof to the fact that I'm sure people would watch my videos in college and be like, what the heck? But I don't care. You know, I had my solid group of friends that I'm still friends with. They're my best friends that like literally supported me through everything. And I'm so, so grateful because yeah. they changed my life. So 
Yeah. And that's awesome to have people that support what you do. And especially, I mean, and you said, um, you know, how was I so strong, but like, this was like something that, you know, you were passionate about and to have people like by your side to be like, yeah, Brooke, like get it girl. You know, like, that's nice. As far as like showing your life online. Um, I know that it can be like a tricky situation with like what you want to show online versus oh, yeah. keep private and, you know, still trying to come off like authentic and not like yeah. super phony about it. So how do you like deal with that and still try to be like relatable, but like not exactly showing everything. It really, literally, this is like my greatest, not my greatest struggle, but like one of my struggles right now, especially because I, if I'm meeting new people, let's just say, or dating or whatever it is, like they have access to so much information about me online, which is so crazy. You know, like you can go back and watch week my life where I'm like hysterically crying and like coming to realizations and whatever. And like, I love the fact that I can share and be so open and create that authenticity with my audience. But the fact that anyone has access to any of that and can judge me based on maybe they only saw that one clip or whatever it is. Like it definitely stresses me out. So I, I really just, it's honestly comes in weeks. Some weeks I'm like more prepared to like share and just feeling more vulnerable and other weeks I'm feeling more closed off and like insecure, if you will. And like in my head about it. So I really like take it by day by day. I've made mistakes. I've shared people that are no longer in my life. And then everybody, you know, ask question, where is so-and-so I'm like, not friends with them anymore. But like, I just don't, I'm not going to like address it and like rehash it and like whatever, but that's life. I mean, think about the amount of friendships or relationships you've had that have not continued. And guess what? That's life. And like, you know, I'm not going to even say that was a mistake or whatever, because it was a learning experience. And now I know, and now I'm, I don't know. I feel like everything that I've been, you know, working on and towards in the past, even like two, three years, like I've learned so much from all of that. And now I'm applying it towards like what I do now. And it's like, everything's like starting to line up. So just it's, it's a balance, I will say. And you have to, you know, create your own boundaries. Not everybody wants to be on the internet, you know, hysterical crying and like doing that. And I respect that too. But if you want to just be prepared for, you know, random people in your life who might go watch that and choose the select moments that they want to remember you by, like it's tough. Yeah, no. And I can, I can totally get that. I, I think though, when you like your example of like breaking down or whatever on, um, you know, your videos and stuff. I feel like if any random person sees that it's just kind of like humanizing you a little bit. Like I, yeah. and I, I can't say like, don't stress about it. Cause that's like not my place at all. But I think in a sense, you know, people can look at that and be like, oh, wow. Like, you know, she has bad days too. And, you know, she, you know, may seem like she has this perfect life and like lives in New York city and is like living her best, you know, life, but she has bad days too. And I think, um, if anyone saw that, like, it just, yeah, it humanizes you. And I think also with like people on YouTube, there's like, you know, this toxic positivity thing yeah. going on and, you know, oh my gosh, everything's like hunky dory. Like I'm totally fine. Like, you know, I don't have a bad day in my whole life. Um, and I think you can like, you show that well, I think that you show your high points, you show your low points. And I think that's like admirable. I want to talk about your parents actually, because oh I think God. they are like actually pretty popular. Um, they are. I, when you Google my name, it like comes up like Rick Mitchell mom specifically, but my dad too. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so funny. So like, how was like even getting them on camera at first? Um, like, what was that like? Did they, were they like super weird about it? I know your mom is on TV anyway, so she yeah. was probably like totally used to it my mom loves it she like I, I don't want to say she loves it more than me because like I love it so much but she yeah. 
she was actually on my old channel like I have like a braces removal vlog it is so horrible but she's literally in it like it's not up anymore like no one can find this but I have it which I think is so funny because it's from like 2008 or something and it's so horrible but and even the way that she acted she was like this is so cringy even for me I'm like I know because we didn't know how to vlog like right. that's the thing. all new then we didn't know yeah exactly. yeah so she's always been down for it they never like my parents were never they always just like said what other parents said in terms of like I remember I was like I want a MySpace they were like you can't go on MySpace because there's like a MySpace killer you know what I mean like they watch right. the news but they never they've never been active like crazy into social media themselves like I run my mom's Instagram now my dad doesn't have an Instagram like they are it's so ironic because they're like the least social media involved people like I have to do it for them um and my dad kind of he didn't say it out of the gate but he was like I would prefer like he he's indicated you know I don't like love to be on camera he thinks he feels awkward like he supports me literally no matter what but he just is like I feel kind of awkward they've both been on my podcast my brother's the same way too he he's like I'll be on your podcast but something about like the visual element like I feel awkward I feel kind of weird I was like I totally get that um and they'll be like on Instagram and whatever like they I feel like as I get older too like they're kind of opening up to it more and more and more just because I don't even want I mean, maybe it's the state of the world maybe it's because like oh, she's still doing it. Like they probably thought it was like a phase when I was in high school. They literally said that. They're like, we thought it was just like a phase, like never so stop. Out of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, here I am. I'm like, it's like my job, I guess. It's like um, what I do dad, but um, yes. it's so funny. No, no they're they very proud of me though. So I, it's like, it might not be shown, I guess. Like they might not be as my dad, and my brother, at least might not be as actively shown as my mom. So people assume, you know, oh, she's better relationship with whatever. And it's not true at all. Like I'm great. I'm so lucky to have a great relationship with all of them, but some people are just more comfortable in front of the camera. So yeah. And that's really fine. And the podcast you mentioned, like the ones with your parents, I think are really, really interesting. And I don't know. I just think that they're just like, they just seem great and super supportive of you. Um, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. I want to talk about, um, college actually. So you are yeah. actually from Long Island, correct? Yep. And then you went to school in Georgia. So was going to college in the South, like something that you like purposely wanted to do, or did you end up like touring Georgia and like you fell in love with it or how did all of that go? Yes. Yeah, so a little bit of both. I wanted like I kind of shared a little bit about my high school experience wasn't the greatest. I had like, like I said, I had a solid group of friends and stuff that thank gosh, because if I didn't have that, who knows, but I was always kind of in that mindset of like, let me work hard so I can like get out. And like, I don't, I mean, it sounds so dramatic, like have a new life, but I lived on Long Island, like in the same town, went to like the same school district my whole life. And I just always crave change. Like I said, I'm impulsive. I'm like, I want something different. And I've always been very comfortable. I went to sleepaway camp when I was younger. Like I've always been comfortable, like meeting new people and like trying new things. So I was prepared to go far away from the start. My parents kind of ruled out like California initially. They were like, you can't go to California. Like we know. And I was like, all right, I'm not gonna like fight you on that. I don't need to go that bad. Um, but then um, I came up with the idea of Florida. My grandma lived in Florida at the time. I was like, that would be so cool. Like even if I'm an hour away from her, that'd be awesome. Um, I wanted to go to the University of Miami actually. Didn't get in, but I was obviously applying to a lot of schools. I didn't just apply to the University of Miami. So I applied to, then I just expanded my search and from Florida and up, I applied to like University of Florida, um, FSU and Miami, but then I did University of Georgia as well. I threw that in there, Tulane, uh, UNC, South Carolina, Clemson. I think that might be all of them. And I got in everywhere except for Miami, of course, coincidentally, I'm like, great. Oh, and UNC, I didn't get into either, but my options were kind of open. My parents were great. They took me on 
all the tours and like one of them at least and we did the proper visit which I think is so important to do to get a proper feel for the campus and like really understand like do you fit in and Georgia just I loved it I knew I was going to go into the business school I knew they had a great business school I love the campus I love Athens the college town I just I really saw myself there and that's how it all happened and yeah it was random for like a Long Island girl to end up there but I met so many people along the way that were from New Jersey, Maryland, even some other Long Island kids. Like I met this guy who lived literally in the town next to me. I'm like, how have we not run into each other? You know, like, so it's, it really does become like a small world, even though you go so far away. Um, But I definitely think if you're wanting to do that, like the biggest advice I give is like, know what you're getting yourself into. It was a total like culture shock for me at first, totally. And I was thrown, I did, uh, I joined the sorority. So I was thrown right into recruitment which was kind of a whirlwind and I'm so thankful that like it all worked out for me and stuff, but it was crazy. Like I I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. I think college in it, like in itself is just so bizarre almost. Like we just have no idea what we're getting ourselves into when you're graduating high school and you're touring. You're like, you have this idea of what you think it's going to be. And then it ends up being like the complete opposite and just so much more. Do you, yeah. So I guess you're happy that you ended up just like joining a sorority right off the bat, but what was like, your favorite part about being at Georgia um and like do you miss that part of your life or are you kind of like glad and done with that or like what's your mindset about all of it about being done with college you mean or like if I'm happy with it yeah I have I don't have regrets I mean like I loved Georgia I think at the time it was like the right place for me like I said if anything it brought I mean the experience I definitely tried to take advantage of everything like I got involved and I would say that like if you're gonna go especially to school away from home like you have to make the community for yourself it's not gonna fall into your lap so like I said I struggled definitely at times but overall like my junior and senior year like really made it worth it to me um and I have the best friends that I'm just so grateful for and like truly like lifelong friendships that we might not be in the same city right now or maybe even ever but that's worth it to me I'm sorry. What was the other part of the question? Just like if you miss that part of your life. Oh yeah. If I miss that part of my life. Um, you know, I don't, I really don't. Like I was really, I mean, there's times like, yeah, I'll get a snap memory and be like, gosh, I wish I could like be that wild and like crazy again, like experience that. But realistically, like, yeah, maybe I would go back for a weekend and stuff like relive the college experience. But I think like the post-grad era of my life, I really like came into myself and I really, everything kind of like clicked into place for me. I feel like even a lot of college was just like kind of doing things with no, the goal was kind of unclear. I was just kind of like, I guess I'll keep doing YouTube, but I don't know what to post. I guess I'll, I guess I'll do this major. Like, I don't know. Everything. Exactly. I was just kind of going through the motions. And I feel like after college and especially after quitting my job, like everything kind of clicked into place. And especially, unfortunately I'm in a pandemic now, but like, it does feel like over the past like year or two, everything's kind of making sense now for me. And I'm coming into myself and I feel so lucky to like be where I'm at. Progressive presents the sounds of the old world. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been the sounds of the old world. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Totally. College, those four years, for for me personally, were so much fun and, like, kind of the same thing as you. Like, I don't regret anything. I really, like, did the most in that time period that I had. But, um, 
you know, now I feel like a little bit more me. And I feel like I was kind of going through the motions, like you said, um, definitely my senior year was super emotional about even leaving. Like I was just like super nostalgic about everything. Like everything became so emotional. Like this is my last, this, this is my last, this. And I was like, so annoying about it. Um, and I was sad because I was living in this house with like five other girls and I was like, I'll never live in a house with five other girls. Like all of my best friends in one place again, you know, it's just like, upset yeah, it, it. for those elements of life, it is sad. And it's yeah. like, yeah, just take advantage of every opportunity. I feel the same way. I lived in a house too. And I, or even just like the crazy, like, I probably am not going to like get hammered on a Tuesday again. <laughs> like I'm realistically like, that's just not the fun, you know, maybe once in a while you're for fun, I guess. Uh, but I can't say I've been at that level since college and like, but I don't regret it. Like I, I yeah. loved it, but I don't need to relive it. Like I'm good. Yeah. It was good for that period of my life. And now I'm like moving forward and like doing things. Exactly. I'm trying not to be like one of those people, no shade, but like that are like stuck in college. Like we all know them. I know the people that are stuck in high school. I know the people that are stuck in college and I just, I'm going to do me. Exactly. Good mindset. Um, as far as like post-grad, um, I know for a lot of people, including myself, um, post-grad was a little rough just because like right after school, because that's the point where everyone's looking for jobs or you're just now starting your first ever job. Um, some people, most people, you know, move back to their hometown in the midst of all of it, just kind of trying to figure everything out. And they get like sucked back into that, like old mindset of things and how they used to be. But for you, I know um, through your channel and stuff, you said that you got this nine to five, like a sales position and you were showing everybody, you know, like waking up at like five in the morning and going to the nine to five. I think a lot of people probably related to like exactly what you were going through. And I was too, because I was like, oh my God, like she's feeling the same way about this. Like, it's really like burning me out. Like I don't necessarily love this anymore. And this isn't really what I wanted to do now that I'm here. Um, how was it getting the nine to five in the first place and just like that whole experience itself? Yeah. So when I was in college, I always just like kind of saw that as my future, like from, you know, sophomore year on, if you would have asked me, I was like, oh no, like I'm getting a job after college and then senior year rolled around and I just never really readjusted my goals. I was like, all right, um, I guess I'm getting a job, you know, like I'm graduating with this degree. Like I have to use it now. Right. Like that's the natural step. Um, I don't need to get into like really the process of like applying and stuff, but I ended up doing this sales job for a big tech company. Honestly, I thought that it looked really impressive. I am really candid about this now. Like I thought that it was, you know, it was a really big company. I thought it looked impressive for me to post on LinkedIn, for me to tell my parents, for them to tell their friends. Like I, I was just like, check. Like I literally was like checking almost like a check on my to-do list. I was like, sure. Like good job, you know? Yeah. And I didn't really think about like, if it was the right fit for me or necessarily my happiness. Like even when I would tell people, like I'm going into like tech sales, people were like literally what? And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like we'll do, you know, I it was always like, I will deal with it later. Like we'll figure it out. And then of course I get into the role and I'm like, wait a minute. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like this doesn't fit my skill set. Um, I'm, like I said, an outgoing person, but sales doesn't just correlate to being outgoing. I think people assume that it does. It's a lot more. I give salespeople actually a lot of credit because I don't, it's a very niche person that can do that. Um, and besides that, it was, of course, it wasn't the right fit for me, but more so everything else in my life was really taking off. Um, my podcast was growing. We'd start, like, it was pretty much a year um, later because I quit my job in September. We started the previous like August. So I'd been doing the podcast for a year, it was really growing. Um, Danielle was still in school. So we kind of needed someone to like handle the business side of things. And like, I was like, I could do that. 
Um, my YouTube channel was growing and I just kind of, it all like came into place really like for through college and everything. It was always like, um, my side hustle, you know, I was like, I do social media on the side. I was always known as the YouTuber and stuff, but like I was a student first and I had friends and I was a normal person, but then I was like, it's finally coming together. So I quit my job. I, I put a lot of money in savings. I really line myself up. I do not encourage people to just blindly be out here quitting their jobs. Like obviously make a plan for yourself. And I told myself, you know, like I had a lot of confidence in myself. I was like, Brooke, you can do this. Like I really just deeply believed in myself, but I was like, if I fail, God forbid, I still have a marketing degree. Like I could get another job. Like it, I'll have to start again at square one. I'll probably be like a year behind everybody else, but like, so what? and it worked out so <laughs> yeah and I think um I think right now YouTube is going to be like YouTube is sticking around like I don't really see YouTube like ever going away I think it's only probably going to get bigger like there's YouTube TV right now I just think it's like only growing but yeah I mean I mean you're young and I think um it's just important to you know do what makes you happy and that's so annoying to say but I think it, it just is like, I don't think at the end of the day, like if you're unhappy with your job to like stick through it. And, um, you know, I ended up leaving the first job I got to, and the first job is not supposed to be like the best job totally. that you with your whole life. And it was interesting that you said, like, it was checking all the boxes and it was like something to put on LinkedIn and to tell your parents. And I think that's the mindset that we just all have. Yeah. Which is kind of embarrassing to admit, but like, I know that it's way more people than they want to admit. Totally. I think maybe we are slowly going to be growing out of that. Um, and jobs are going to be looking a lot different, but yeah, like the nine to the typical nine to five at like a corporate job is what parents almost just expect of you. Like, okay, we'll get your nine to five and like start working, you know? Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I think it was like a good decision, um, for you to like walk away from that and like choose your happiness over, you know, the paycheck at the end of the day, like, I mean, you're still working so much. I don't even know how you were balancing YouTube and social media. And then like an actual like nine to five job every day was nuts. I was Um, very sad. That was the other thing people were like, I visually see like people who watch my vlogs then. And now like so many people, I get so many messages. Like I, it was unbearable to watch because it was just like, the tone was so different. Like you were drained. You were, you, you were not like not an enjoyable person to watch, you know? And I'm like, I totally get that. Um, I don't like watching my old vlogs either. I privated a ton of them just because I don't, I didn't like who I was. Um, and that's okay. I I think the fact that I can look back and like reflect on that is mature. Yeah. Self-growth, honestly, it was, it was very interesting to, like I said, like we kind of got the jobs at the same time and we were working those jobs at the same time when I was watching your vlogs and kind of seeing, yeah, what those people were saying to like kind of the tone and just seeing how like drained you were. I recognized that and then realized that I was feeling the same way. And I didn't know that I was, I knew something was off, but I didn't really like place it. I couldn't like define where it was coming from. Then kind of realizing like your unhappiness literally made me realize like, oh wait, that's exactly what I'm going through right now. Like I need to like make a change. Like Isn't that so so crazy how like we can see it in other people first and then you're like, yeah yeah so or how we could look back on periods of our life and recognize how much sadder you were like now in looking back I'm like gosh I was so sad but in the moment I mean it seemed bad but I you know you like we said we're stronger than we think like we you know put on a happy face and do it and just keep rinse and repeat even when it's tough which is impressive 
Yeah, it is. So you ended up leaving that job. You got, <laughs> you know, full-time YouTube doing social media and stuff. And then you ended up moving to the city um, yep. from Boston. So was it like a dream of yours to be, I mean, you're from New York, but this is like New York city. Was it a dream to like live here at some point in your life? Or were you just kind of like, you know what? I just want to get out of Boston and this seems like a good place. It was always my goal to get here. It was actually my goal to get a job here after college, but like that just didn't really work out. Um, it just, it, it just didn't happen. So I was like, you know what? And so even when I took the job, I was like, I won't be in Boston forever. Like I know, I knew, you know, like that wasn't where I was going to like settle down, like do the whole, whatever. But it was always my goal to get here. I didn't break my lease or leave at any time early. I waited for like my full lease to be up. And then I did move here in July of 2020, which was definitely COVID times. Um, the city was a little bit better over the summer, so it was fine at the time. And even now it's okay. I love that I'm pretty close. To, I've never lived this close to home with the exception of when I lived at home in high school, but like I went to college so far away and then I live in Boston. So being able to be close to home is so special. And, you know, it's, it's COVID times, but it's still New York city. So like being here, is just so like, I have to like literally pinch myself all the time. Like today I went for a walk and I was like, wow, I like live here. This is insane. Yeah. That's awesome. What are some of your favorite, um, like parts about living in the city other than like walking to like a coffee shop, I feel like is so fun to do just cause like you're in the city. Yeah. Just like nice to just like be on your own and like do these kind of things. But what are your like favorite parts about like the city or favorite spots even? I love the thing about New York that's even different than other cities. Like, yes, it's so great to be able to like go walk and get your coffee or like go and like walk to a workout class or like the park or whatever, um, which is all amazing stuff. But New York is so cool because every neighborhood truly is a different vibe. Like when I lived in Boston, I didn't really feel that. It kind of felt like, of course there's like, you know, older parts of the city and newer parts, but it kind of felt like one big, you know, sort of city. Well, it's a small city, but it that's why. Yeah. Um, but for example, like living here, you know, I go to like the Upper East Side and it feels so different to me than I live on the Lower East Side. It's so different than Midtown, which is, you know, like the big, huge skyscrapers, which is so different than Chelsea because you get to look at the water. And I feel like every place has its like different, you know, pockets and, all of those sort of things. I think it depends like what you're looking for. Um, you know, I love Lower East Side East Village areas for restaurants. We have amazing restaurants here. I've literally been trying to like eat my way through the city because it's amazing. Um, but then I also love to, you know, like I said, have, head uptown. And like when I have the days in like Central Park or I get to go to a museum uptown, like it is so special to me. And so like, those are the pinch me moments when like this literally gossip girl, you know, I mean, everybody really? loves that, but it's so cool. Yeah. And what is it like living alone in the city? Is it like, I, I mean, obviously we're in a pandemic, so it's a little bit different than probably, you know, had we not been in a pandemic, Yeah. Um, but what is it like living on your own? Do you get lonely or do you um, kind of enjoy it? Maybe both? Depends on the week. I, I would say overall enjoy it. There's definitely days where I'm like, wow, I haven't talked to someone in a little bit. And then there's days where I'm like actually genuinely like busy without even trying to be busy. So, you know, um, luckily a lot of my work is connection-based, like phone calls, um, a lot of like, you know, when I podcast every week, of course, that's a call. I am calling with my managers and stuff. Um, it definitely, I would say the pandemic has really pushed it to the next level. Cause like normally living alone, I was fine because I would, I had a co-working space, which I don't even necessarily know if I like suggest that, but I had friends that also did like work similar to me. So I was able to like meet up with them during the day and manage all of that. But now I think the pandemic has pushed it. If you are a person who generally like, you know, in yourself, you get lonely, I would not suggest it, but I've always been a very independent person. Like in high school, I would go to my room, shut the door and be like, see in the morning. Like I've just always been this way. So for me, it works. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, do you see yourself living here for like a while? Um, or do you like want to try a new spot when you are ready? Um, definitely a while. I don't know what neighborhood. That's the one thing I do want to like, I want to use my twenties to kind of people are like, you're moving again. And I'm like, I want, I actually would like to try out a bunch of time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All within one city. Like now at this point, I feel like I'm good now for like the next like three or four years, maybe I'll live in like different neighborhoods every time. I feel like this is the time to try it out because I want to find a place inevitably that maybe I could buy or like choose to permanently reside. I don't know if I want to permanently reside in the city, but you know, more long-term, like, of course that's the goal, but I feel like this is the time to try out those different neighborhoods and like if I'm not completely completely 100% obsessed like why wouldn't and I have the luxury I'm so lucky that I have the resources available to me to try out something new like why wouldn't I you know yeah exactly wow great mindset to have honestly no I think I mean you're young like yeah literally why not like why not try it out and, and see what like move here a lot that's the thing like people I say that and they're like what the heck if you live in New York you get it like most of the time like you stay no more than two years like if anything you're moving every year sometimes less than a year because you're trying to get the best deals yeah so as far as like dating in the city I know that you've talked about this on your channel how like you were on dating apps and like things were going well but then like you kind of like took a break from the apps what is it looking like now like are you like do you hate the apps like what is your like actual opinion on using them I don't hate them I think that they can be good I think it all just depends on, I mean, like there's, it's just like the real world. Like there's, I date guys. So like, that's what I can speak to, but like, there's going to be good guys and bad guys everywhere. So if you go on a dating app and you have, you know, experiences with bad guys, then it's easy to just be like, dating apps out, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't like them. So it's just about like filtering through, I think on your own. For me, I'm not really like, it's so hard for me to meet people right now. So like, it's a means to meet people, especially guy, like, cause I am single and like, I'm not act out here. Like I want a boyfriend looking, but like, if I meet the right person, like, and they come my way, like, sure. Um, so I'm back on them. It's not like something that it's part of my routine per se, but you know, it would be, it would be nice. Like who knows? Um, I think that in a pandemic, it's a great tool. I think it also, you know, if you're like, let's say staying with your parents or you're not where you normally live, you could swipe where you normally live and do virtual dates. Like, I think it just creates a lot more options, which, it's hard to meet people right now. Let's be real. So I feel like we're all looking for whatever we can get. And then I have to ask you, so you're a big bachelor fan, right? Yeah. And you have like the best, like you have the best tweets and like the best content (laughs) with the bachelor stuff. Oh my God. It's so funny. Would you ever like, literally, would you ever like apply to the bachelor? I I really would not after the season. And I know some people who are on the season, um, and just seeing, the treatment I mean this season obviously especially so with like a lot of things that kind of came up that were totally messed up like all the race stuff and yeah I'm not even talking about that but of course like we all saw the you know bullying and the um kind of gang ups and stuff and I don't know I feel like that's the difference between social media and reality tv is you don't get to choose how you're portrayed on reality tv like I get to edit all my own videos I get to like you know choose what pictures I put up and stuff but who knows, you know, your words can be misconstrued and twisted around and you could be painted as this person who you're not. Also, not only that, I think reality TV is cool. Like there's certain shows, like I would love to go on Big Brother, but that's a little bit different. Oh my gosh. Please go on Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> so fun, right? It's like yes. great. Show. I don't know how I would do it, the competition elements of it, but I think it would be like a cool experience to be like, yeah, I did that. You know, you don't really need to win a lot of competitions. You just need to get to like the end and then like yeah. start winning them at the end. It's totally fine. I agree. You just have to like get on everybody's good side and then be like, yeah, I don't mind her. Um, 
like you slide through and then you start winning and they're like where did she come from where did this girl come from yeah and I feel like you're so smart oh my god you need to do big brother that's so nice of you thank you um I don't know we'll see but my problem with the bachelor is I don't I don't necessarily believe of the love thing I mean there's the success rate is horrible also I think the I mean my mom and I just talked about this the trauma endured like the amount of therapy that these girls have to go through after and guys from opening themselves up on national television and possibly facing rejection like I just don't think I could handle it also I don't necessarily love the idea of like a competition of winning someone's love like I feel like that creates a lot of issues down the line I don't know like uh uh, I like that from paradise more like the concept of that makes more sense to me yeah absolutely I mean it's definitely way better of a situation when there's multiple men and multiple women and and you actually are chosen versus like versus like winning it just feels different it's like a mutual not even chosen like a mutual decision versus a yeah yeah. And it's fun too. When I watch the bachelor, I can kind of picture like some of the women, like with some of the guys from other seasons and I'm like, they're way, yeah. way more compatible, but then the person that they're on the show for right now, like I can just already tell. I, I honestly feel like the bachelor is like slowly going to fade out because um, of all of these like controversies and scandals and things. Um, I think, yeah, the bullying this season was like ridiculous, like an, at an all time high. I honestly like especially in the year that we've had, I felt like this was going to be like, so sweet. Everyone's going to be so sweet to each other and like, just happy to be like, not quarantining. And Literally, like they're at like these large parties, yeah. essentially, like, cause they're in this bubble. I'm like, enjoy it. Like, live it up. exactly. Um, so I, and I think like the whole idea of like 30 women trying to date one guy is just, I mean, we've all known it's kind of unrealistic. It's just good TV, but I think like, yeah, I think it's going to fade out soon. So to kind of like wrap things up, I wanted to talk about, you've mentioned a couple of times, like being the main character in your life and having sort of this like main character mindset, um, kind of putting yourself first. And I feel like with you living in New York, you know, everyone has a dream of like living in the city and like doing what they want and dating. It's like very, like gossip girl sex in the city vibes I feel like what are your like what are some tips to like having this mentality yeah I think you know it's uh, it's hard for me to sit here and like teach people to be like you got to just get out there and get after it because I think like certain levels of motivation and also just like the self-fulfillment end of it like truly does come from yourself I think it's great to like watch people and get inspired and like live vicariously through characters and like even I'll I'll do that sometimes, like live through people's vlogs or like whatever and get inspired from them. So I think like that's a great first step. But I know so many people who, you know, are scared to like go to the coffee shop by themselves and just sit there and like whatever, because it's like awkward or whatever. And I feel like taking those little, maybe not right now, because it's like weird times, but you know, like you start doing those little things and kind of building that. Obviously it's like the self-love confidence, which is like a piece that I'm really working on in it. But I think it's, first, you have to learn to be independent instead of codependent. You know, even if you're in a relationship, I think you, you could relearn this. Or even if you know, you live with a bunch of your friends, like I feel like in college, even I was super independent. I would go in my room, lock myself in my room, but like, you know, I needed like my roommates to help me cook or like, you know, like we, I don't know. It just, I feel like over time I learned truly how to do things for me. Like I was like, oh, I can't, my mindset used to just be so like limited and different. It was like, oh, if all of my roommates aren't eating a healthy dinner tonight. Well, like, why should I? So like, I'm just going to go like get takeout or something. Like I, it's like the mindset shift just needs to be made. And like, you might think that so many things 
I used to have like that limited view, like so many things are not possible. If I don't do this, then I can't do this. And it is possible. It's like, you know, go take that workout class, go, they don't all have to be like quote healthy living things. I'm just trying to like give examples of how you could fuel that passion in your own life. I mean, if you don't take your life into your own hands, no one's going to take it for you. I have to tell you that. Like I've been the backseat person in my life too many times and I'm over it. I'm like, nah, like, I'm just not, I'm like, life is way too short. Every year that passes me by, I'm like, not another one. Like I'm not doing this. So you do you. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think, um, I was, I'm kind of the same way where I think the last year or so I've really kind of developed this like independence and like strength about myself where before I was like kind of a follower, like weirdly enough, what you said, like, you know, if my roommates are going to eat unhealthy, like I'm going to eat unhealthy. Like that's a weird, like in small example, but that was just how I was. I was very, just like a follower, dependent on other people and kind of like needed everybody else's opinions before I made my own decision. But I'm like, okay, but it's not their life. Why am I asking them? You know? Um, and so, yeah, I started to kind of like have that mindset and the whole like eating by yourself and like getting coffee by yourself is such a vibe. And when I see somebody like my age or whoever, honestly, whoever, like sitting by themselves, having a meal by themselves, or just like at a coffee shop by themselves, I'm like, damn, that's like badass. Like, that's cool. Like that you're doing that and you're able to like be on your own and like, you're comfortable with that. Um, I think that's like probably one of the first steps to take in this mentality is like do things for yourself and have that independence. Exactly. And I think it, I feel like that's not talked about the fact that like, if you live with roommates or like, if you're in a relationship or whatever, you get into those habits of like, I mean, yeah, there's compromise. Of course, compromise is one thing, but like you mend to like other people's interests and habits and whatever. And it's like, wait, I lost myself of identity in this. So it's important to, yeah, I did that often. Like I would be like, oh, we're not all eating dinner together. Like, what am I going to do? It's like, yes. I have, I have equal access to the kitchen as everybody else. I also have some spending money. Like I can figure out something for me. Like exactly, It's so weird. I think also it's like, you know, the age, your age is a big part of it too. And where you're at in your life. And it's like, yeah, your emotional, um, not intelligence, but yeah, like the comfortability with yourself. And that improves over time too. Totally like I'm a totally different person in that sense it's like from when I was 19 to now like I feel like if those two people met they'd be like what happened in a good way yeah um and it's weird to see like snapchat stories and stuff like memories kind of like what you mentioned earlier of yourself and you're like literally who's that person and what are you doing like what and that's totally fine like I have no regrets about my life but there are small things and like small changes I've made that make me a completely different person and I just think like if you're not growing every year, then, you know, what are you doing with your life? I think it's just like so important to like learn more about yourself and like do things for yourself and yeah, just like be independent and, you know, be the main character. I just think it's, I think it's a cool like mentality. And I think it's a cool phrase that people are starting to use, like be the main character. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, I mean, it sounds so like cheesy and stuff when you really think about it. Like I, I, I mean, I used to be more into it, but I would like romanticize my, like play, you know, music that I would listen to, like music video type music and like walk to Trader Joe's and like, be like, this is like living, you know, I'm so 
no matter what city you're in, no matter what your circumstances, like you can do it in little ways. It doesn't need to be like, oh, I'm going to go like ball out, like buy myself stuff. It could be like, like literally grocery shopping, literally cooking, working out, like whatever you're doing, taking a bath. Like it could be something small. Yeah. I just think it's a cool, um, mindset to like have, or to like at least work towards, um, I agree hundred percent. Um, cool. Well, I think that is about today's episode. We can wrap things up. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was so great to talk to you and where can people find you, follow you, YouTube, all of that. TikTok. You're big on TikTok, girl. I'm trying. I mean, it's hard to grow, but I feel like I like think of a funny idea. I'm like, good. Like, like I said, impulsively. Yeah. I think you're super creative with those things too. Thank you. I try to be like, when I think of a concept though, like I can't even like write it down and do it later. Like if it's not executed within the hour, it's not happening. That's my thing, which is kind of bad, but like kind of good. Cause like, this is my job now. So it, I can luckily, yeah. but thank you. I, that was a gas up and thank you for having me. This was such a good conversation, I think. Um, so I'm at Brooke Michio, M-I-C-C-I-O on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse now. Um, oh, yeah. My YouTube channel is Brooke Michio and my podcast with Danielle Carolyn is called Gals on the Go. Cool. Um, yeah. So be sure to follow Brooke on all of those. I will list everything she just mentioned in the show notes. You guys can just quickly, um, check her out. Definitely do it and you won't regret it and go check out her TikToks Cause they're honestly like really good. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Thank you so um, much. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, be sure to follow Brooke and girl. We got to talk podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I am on TikTok starting like a couple weeks ago. I'm working on it. It's really hard, Yay. but we're figuring it out. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. The thing about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the Home and Auto Bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with a ring-tailed lemur from Progressive. Or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the Home and Auto Bundle... <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, ADP is staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate complexity. Learn more at ADP.com.